the pieces. It's the Neil Rogers Show with Neil Rogers. Today, Dolph Lundgren calls in to try and go along on Neil's Hawaii trip. Moving callers trying to nibble their way into the studio. And Mike Wolf screws up the news. Plus, I'm Isley up control board. And now, the guy whose bathroom scale is graduated in quarter tons, Neil Rogers. Can you believe he said that? I can't believe he was doing great until he got to that last bit. Another shot at my weight. Well, I don't feel so bad because Mike Spindell was in the building this morning. And when Mike walked down the atrium, the sign over the front door that says Tilt lit up in Technicolor. And if you're wondering what we're going to do today, as a matter of fact, is a preface to the Stan Major with Michael Talbot show. We're going to pick on Mike Spindell for four hours. We can get away with it today because Mike said he bought a new car. That was the way he solved his radio problem. You know, instead of going out and spending a couple of hundred bucks to get a new radio in his car, he went out and bought a new car. It's 11.07 at WI. Of course, there's an, a copy of that ad from The Voice attached to the letter. And the letter was written to one of our sponsors. And it says, Dear Sir, I strongly object to the use of airwaves to verbally batter and belittle people in the South Florida area. The people on the daytime talk shows of radio station WINZ use the time to insult and express their opinions rather than listen and learn from call-in people. I assure you I will stay far away from the sponsors of the insulting host of WINZ. Insulting or hanging up on phone-in people is not my idea of anything worthwhile. These talk show hosts have an opportunity to do some worthwhile good with their airtime rather than rant on with their negativism, which is a total waste of time. Perhaps they will listen to you, their sponsor, rather than hang up when you disagree with them. Sincerely, Brother Donald P. McIntyre, CSC, St. Elizabeth Church, Pompano Beach. You know, this thing with the Catholic Church has gotten to the point. I've tried to minimize it, okay? But it pisses me off more than I can begin to tell you. The last time the Pope came here, back in 1978 or 9, whenever it was, all of a sudden there was this full-court press by the Catholic Church to try to get me off the air. And the same kind of crap that's going on now went on then. Okay? And the only thing that they did was bring a lot more attention to my show. And it was maybe just a coincidence that after that I had the first 10.5 share at night on W Snooze. I had the biggest rating that I ever had up to that time. And now they're starting in again. And isn't it a coincidence that it's just prior to the Pope coming here next month again that the Catholic Church has decided. Now, see, a few months ago when Mike Spindell and I were raising money for the Camillus House and for starving people on the streets, a lot of which went to specifically Catholic charities, that was okay. Then we were wonderful guys. And we have all kinds of letters in the file from Brother Paul at the Camillus House and from all kinds of other people at these charitable organizations uh, thanking us for raising about whatever it was, $30,000 or whatever we were able to raise, whatever we were able to squeeze out of the people of South Florida for people who are starving on the streets. Then we were good guys. But if we come on the air and we give our opinions or we do our humor or we satirize the Pope and his Stone Age garbage that he wants to come here and peddle to all of America... Then all of a sudden, the Catholic Church feels compelled to try to silence us and to get us off the air. And this is the same kind of crap that the Catholic Church has been doing within the church. You know, along comes a priest and he starts taking a little different view. You know, maybe a little to the right of Attila the Hun, to the left, rather, of Attila the Hun. And all of a sudden, the church wants to excommunicate him. 
And the Vatican starts, uh, you know, having a nervous breakdown to try to squash any dissent within the church. Because the Pope basically is a dictator. And the Pope is dictating Stone Age garbage and is probably responsible for more suffering in the world than any other individual today. With all of this unwanted birth, all of the overpopulation in the predominantly Catholic countries... And, of course, at a time when some people are desperately saying, hey, wear condoms if you're going to have sex. Wear condoms because we have AIDS. We have all kinds of sexually transmitted disease. Your life is at stake. Here comes the Catholic Church again. Oh, no, not only can't you have condoms, but you can't use any kind of artificial birth control. Preaching the same guaranteed suffering. And at a time when we have so many of the priests dying from AIDS, here comes the same church preaching their homophobic crap that they've been preaching for centuries. Their hypocritical homophobic crap. So Brother McIntyre, just like the people at that insurance agency who decided on their letterhead they were going to try to uh, uh, harm this program. You know, if you don't like the show, Brother McIntyre, turn it off. And we invite, we've invited people from the Catholic Church to come on. But again, as dictatorial people do, they won't come on in open debate. They won't come on and discuss these issues in public because they haven't got a leg to stand on. So instead, like a bunch of cowards, they throw stones from their closets, and I do mean closets, throwing pebbles to try to chase away the evil people who are bad for business. And that's the bottom line, isn't it, Brother McIntyre? We're bad for business. For you fakers out there who are ripping off the public with your lies and your garbage and your Stone Age dogma. And I saw those statistics on TV last night. Dade County is going to spend one and a half million dollars, and the city of Miami is going to spend a half a million, and the state's going to spend another million or so. We're spending millions and millions of dollars of taxpayer money to subsidize a religious event. Shameful. Absolutely outrageous. So that this man can come here with his with his schmatas on, preaching that Stone Age archaic crap, and guaranteeing the uh, ensuring the suffering and guilt of millions of people for years to come. Isn't that terrific? Isn't that just the kind of wonderful event that we should all be subsidizing? Isn't this terrific? And here's another letter, also in the same envelope, from Phyllis Briglio. P.S. Many people have asked me to add that this goes for them also, she writes at the bottom. And it's just a mimeographed copy. To whom it may concern, we are outraged that the likes of Neil Rogers is permitted to spew his hatred, bigotry, and foul language over the airwaves. He gets his ratings mostly by getting everyone angry. His no notoriety makes him well-known, certainly not because he has a good talk show. If I wanted to host such a show, all I would have to do to get high ratings would be so outrageous and or obnoxious that people line up to object. Enough is enough. We will boycott your company, corporation, until your sponsorship ceases. WINZ AM radio shows poor taste in allowing people to be called assholes, douchebags, etc. on the air. How can you sponsor such programming? Since Phyllis Briglio, who lives in Hollywood, Florida. I don't see any phone number on the letterhead of St. Elizabeth Church in Pompano Beach, but I guarantee you they got a phone. Okay? And just like the insurance company, in fact, what we ought to do is we ought to get the telephone numbers. I'm going to do it uh, during the break. 
of the Catholic Archdiocese of Miami. You know, they got their new multi-million dollar building down there on Biscayne Boulevard. And they can always find millions of dollars for buildings and for the Pope's visit. And, you know, they're, they're always crying poor mouth, you know, when it comes to their charities. They never have enough money to get the job done. We always seem to wind up with all of these starving people in the streets and all these other problems because all these religious institutions, not only the Catholic Church, but the others as well, they never have enough money to really get the job done because they're too busy spending it on crap like this. So here we have, just before the Pope arrives again, just by coincidence, we have another organized campaign by the Catholic Church to try to get me off the air and to try to hassle the sponsors of this show. And it stinks. And we're going to get the phone numbers and we'll give them out on the air. And if you want to keep sending letters to our sponsors, they're going to keep giving them back to me. And I'm going to give the phone numbers of all of the individuals involved out on the air. Because obviously what you don't, what you're not, you know, this idea about this isn't a good talk show. If it's not a good talk show, don't listen to it. How about all the other talk shows in town that stink to high heaven? Are you trying to get them off the air because they're not good shows? Of course not. So long as they don't trample on your business, so long as they don't say things that bug you, then you're not going to do anything, right? Whoever heard of such nonsense? And these people are now in a feeding frenzy. They just can't help themselves. Here's the number now for St. Elizabeth Church in Pompano Beach. And you people up in Pompano Beach, you ought to be ashamed to live in such a Neanderthal community. Over the years that I've been in this town, I'd say about 90% of this kind of harassment that we've gotten comes from Pompano Beach and that general area. 941-8117. And maybe you'd like to talk to a Brother McIntyre or some of the other wonderful, loving religionists up there at St. Elizabeth Church who think that it's within their purview to dictate what's going to be on the air and what isn't. What we have the right to talk about and what we don't. And by the way, Brother McIntyre, they do pay me to give my opinions. That's the whole idea of this or any other talk show. And as far as listening and learning from calling people, we take dozens of calls on this show every day. Now, as far as guests were concerned, we would have been delighted to have anybody from the Catholic Church to come on the show. But you folks wouldn't come on here. You are busy cowering in the closet, Brother McIntyre. And every time somebody did want to come on the show, Archbishop McCarthy would put out the edict again, and all of a sudden they had to cancel at the last moment because, oh, they couldn't come on a show where somebody might disagree. They'd have to come on with somebody who'd give them marshmallow questions. And as far as the phone number for the Archdiocese of Miami is concerned, and that's where they really ought to get the phone calls, Oh, here comes that verbal terrorism again. Okay, let me go on record before Lou Salami at the news writes any more columns. Let me just say that I absolutely deplore. I do not condone any kind of call that is uh, obnoxious or offensive or threatening. I got Don't connect me with that because I've never, ever suggested people make that kind of a call. But you certainly are entitled to make a call and express your objections in reasonable terms. The number for the Catholic Archdiocese is 757-6241. Is that the Miami number? 757-6241. And the voice that printed this ridiculous ad with a list of our sponsors and uh, suggesting that, you know, doing everything possible to harm this radio station, the number of the voice, which is the newspaper of the Catholic Church, is 758-0543. 758-0543.
So while we've got our own internal problems that I discussed in the first hour, those pale into insignificance compared to the effort, the massive effort, although it's not going to be a successful one, there's no question about that, but nonetheless, it's a real pain in the neck. And it's outrageous. And it would be really interesting if somebody would have the balls to get up in church this Sunday in one of the Catholic churches, or if a whole bunch of people would have the guts to get up in church this Sunday and speak out against this. Let them practice their religion. Let them preach their kindness and brotherhood and love and compassion and understanding and helping people who need their help, not trying to silence people or take away First Amendment rights from people who happen to disagree with them and who happen to have the courage to come on here and expose them for the fakers that they are. Because that's exactly what they are. And all of these ridiculous queens cowering in the closet down there at the archdiocese, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Instead of participating in an effort to silence me, you ought to be speaking out against the archaic, the garbage kind of crap that your church is preaching, the kind of hatred that your church is preaching against people who desperately need help and compassion at this time. Unbelievable. A disgrace. And when the hell does it stop? It never stops. Never stops. Just like, is there any question? I mean, we have little groups that are trying to stop what's going on with the church right now and all this money that's being spent. Do you think that they're going to have any chance of winning? No way. Because what the church wants, the church gets. And if they want a couple of million from the state, they want a million from the county, they're going to get whatever the hell they want. And that's the way it is. They're used to getting their way. Here's the Broward number for the Archdiocese. 525... Five one five seven and five two five five seven seven six. And if they think that I'm going to roll over and play dead, I'm just going to walk away in the middle of the evening one night because the Catholic Church wants me off the air or believes that they can censor what I do on this station. They got a real second thought coming. It didn't work nine years ago, and it ain't going to work now. Twenty minutes past eleven. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to blow my brains out on the air. Kyle tells me, now today was payday. We all opened up our checks. Kyle did not get his raise today. Is there anybody in the building listening? I mean, I was sworn in blood. Guaranteed. Did everybody leave the building just now? Everybody has left the building. We're the only ones left. Don't open the gate. Let's just take over the whole building. We'll take over the FM. We'll simulcast. We'll just take the whole thing over. Screw it, you know? I am so suicidal now, you have no idea. Kyle didn't get his raise. We got this cart over here. We're not playing anymore. We got the Catholic Church out there. Lou Salami doesn't like us. Uh, you know, that's the way it is. Nobody likes us except the audience. And after all, aren't we here to make uh, Lou Salami like us? Isn't that what they pay me for? Even to make Tom like us. Okay, Kyle didn't get his raise. If I'm going to, I'm about an inch away. I'm really am. I'm about an inch away from just lying down on the floor and going into a Gandhi-like protest. And I look a little like Gandhi, a little bit heavier, but uh, you know, and a little more hair. Okay, let's take a call. What is this? A female? I thought we weren't taking female callers from Coral Springs. Hello. Hi, Neil. This is uh, somebody that was out on the Scandinavian princess in the islands for the past week, and I just wanted to let you know that all the sailors that cruise out there just love your show, so you can't commit suicide yet because they really need you to keep 
something to listen to while they're cruising through those tropical waves out there. Yeah, I'll bet. All the sailors love this show, huh? I could. Uh, I have a couple of lines for that, but I'll save them. <laughs> well, you can use those lines. And they really appreciated your show with Fred Schatz the other day, Neil. Yeah, well, they need the advice. Oh, sorry not to give you any bad news, something to fight about, but I just wanted to let you know about that. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Boy, I wish we had something like Anchors Away to play right now, something like that. I also got in the mail an album, which I did have the courage to open up, Hawaiian Holiday. Boy, is this an oldie or what? Lanai Okuhu, Akahu and his surfboarders. I'm not so sure we can say that on the air. Unbelievable. So we want to thank whoever sent this. This thing is from uh, from another lifetime. Boy, this album is like from the uh, early 50s, I bet. It's on Bravo Records, and it doesn't even have a date on it. Like maybe from the 40s even. Boy, this is terrific. Okay, well, listen, I'm leaving for Hawaii at noon, so we hope you have a wonderful time and a great weekend and a wonderful life. Uh, let me give those numbers again for St. Elizabeth Church and Brother McIntyre in Pompano Beach. The uh, church number is 941 8117. And, you know, if they want to play the game, it's a free country. They can write all the letters they want. And if that's what they're going to do and we get a hold of them, we're going to come on the air and we'll play it too, you know. And we'll see who's got more more people on their side. You know, when, when some anonymous uh, dingbat writes a letter and says, P.S., many people have asked me to add that this goes for them also, why don't they send their letters too if it goes for them? I mean, what what kind of a statement is that? It's like saying, well, I speak for myself and 80 million other Americans uh, by saying whatever, you know. The number for the Archdiocese in Miami is 757-6241. The Voice, which has printed this disgusting ad, and I can't even believe that they would print this ad, but nonetheless, they chose to go ahead and do it on behalf of this uh, pseudo-organization in Pompano Beach, Committee to Promote First Amendment Rights and Obligations. Uh, the voice is 7580543, and the Broward chapter of the Archdiocese is 5255157 or 5255776. And I can just see Mr. Salami sitting down at his typewriter at the Miami News again. Uh, Neil Ratings, uh, verbal terrorism, and the church received some ugly calls. See, it's okay, I guess, if Mr. Valdez wants to open up Dade County to a bloodbath. We're supposed to ignore that. Or if the church wants to try to, uh, you know, stifle what we can do on the air. We're just supposed to sit back, roll over, and play dead. Otherwise, you're a bad guy. Like the news, they roll over and play dead all the time because they got the Herald there manipulating all the strings, guaranteeing them a profit, keeping them from publishing on Sunday, and with a nice, cozy little deal. Terrific. Hallandale, hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Hysterical. Yeah, I know. It's not going so well the last half hour. Well, anyway, I'm sending this to you in the mail. Uh, it's from the August Vogue and the August Bazaar uh, magazines. Okay, the one from Vogue is a Miguel Cruz ad for clothing, but they have two nude men as part of their clothing ad. Now, you know, you can only see the back view, but, you know, they can get away with that. This is in Vogue magazine. In Harper's, they have a Calvin Klein ad for obsession, and men and women, nude, front views, back views. Uh, I'll send you the whole thing. In oh, the boy. What's the world coming to, right? 
Yeah, you know, now nice. they're getting away with that. Uh, my tutor was on Channel 39 this week. 30, but, uh, 33. 33, excuse me. Let's give them a credit, you know. Right, right. And, uh, you know, help. your uh, station manager is telling you you can't do certain things, so I think it's a little unfair. And I just want you to see this. So I have the um Not our station manager, our program director. Let's get, you know. Okay. Let's get it straight. Yes, excuse me. All right. Uh, so maybe, uh, you know, this will help in your fight for the First Amendment, because I believe in upholding the First Amendment very strongly. Yeah, this business about First Amendment rights and obligations, I guess we have an obligation to say whatever the church likes us to say. You know, whatever whatever pleases them, then we're living up to our obligations. Now, that's going back to the 15th century. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see that ever happen. Well, maybe they'd like to have another Inquisition. Yeah, they probably would. They could get Mr. Valdez and Mr. Navarro. They could get them together to be the leaders of the new Inquisition. Torquemada. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, Jorge I hope... Torquemada. Yeah, yeah. Could you just give me the zip of the station, please? Sure, 33055. Okay, you'll probably get it Monday because I'm going to mail it today. Well, I'd like to get it Monday. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. The pubs, pubs, pubs. 11.30 at WYNZ, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. One of your uh, uh, supporters that talked to you a little while ago about the protest that he suggested you have. Only I think maybe uh, you ought to go even further than that and have a, a silent period for, say, four hours times six days times ten weeks or something like that and really, really make rub it into them real good. Yeah, right. Sure. I mean, that, that would really, uh, you know, increase the... The standing of the station, I think, too, at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a wonderful life, sir. Uh, Miami, hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Great. Okay. Now, you realize that those mung brain douchebags that you've got for bosses there have no sense of humor at all. Now, they're the ones you've got to worry about, not the FCC and the So Far campaign. The FCC at least has a sense of humor, don't No, I don't think the FCC has any sense of humor, but I also, at the same time, don't see them doing anything and all i see them doing like when they received the uh the um ruling the other day on the um, fairness doctrine uh all they're doing is backing away from previous positions in fact i read an article the other day that said all they're waiting for now is a formal petition in court to challenge the april ruling and they're just they're just waiting for an opportunity to back away from the whole thing because they realize how vague and ambiguous and unenforceable it is, and yet there are still people running around like nervous Nellies, changing their underwear every five minutes. Oh, gee, well, this is objectionable, and this is in poor taste. You know, who defines what's in poor taste? I mean, it's when somebody is talking about oral sex or, or Michael Jackson, uh, that, that, well, he didn't really do it, but that spoof on masturbation, those things are not in poor taste. They're part of real life. And when somebody satirizes something that's in real life, to me, that's not in poor taste. Has your management told you that they've received 69 letters just like the FCC? No. Don't say 69. 68. Now, that, that, that showed you that they've got a sense of humor. Yeah, There's only a little, you know, a little word coming down from on high like Ed Meese or something like that. The rest of the bureaucracy in the FCC could care less about this stuff. It, it was a half-hearted attempt by that one man you interviewed. He had he had no real concern over this. He was just he was just following orders, and he wanted to keep his paycheck. Yeah, well, he got a promotion shortly thereafter, so you know we can see where he's coming from. They're, 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 they they know that this is just BS and, and political stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, also, 
on all this stuff that you throw away every day that comes in the mail, couldn't we have some sort of a lottery? You could cross out the names to the innocent <laughs> and and, uh, and raffle this stuff off. I'm sure it'd be pretty... No, I'm going to give it to the St. Elizabeth Church uh, raffle for their next uh, bazaar. We've got mounds and mounds of this uh, uh, this material, and I'm sure it could come to uh, some good use other than, uh, you know, yeah. hugging up the uh, garbage disposal there. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay, the bag will be in the mail to the Salvation Army. The uh, screen says a minister in Pompano. Hello. Hello. Mr. Rogers? Yes. I don't live here. I'm just visiting today. I'm using a phone. Um, well, that always helps. Yes, of course. I must admit that some things you say and play make me flinch. However, I, uh, I do very much appreciate uh, what you are doing for the community because it seems to me... You're the only one uh, who is voicing a more or less objective opinion because the, the first thing that I am concerned with is a constitutional form of government. And I see the possibility of that eroding here in, in, uh, in Dade County. I also feel that people ought to be very, very much aware that you are the only voice. I was not aware of this bilingual issue. And I, until you brought it up, I happened to be listening to your show one day. I think it's important that there is someone who, who is saying what you are saying. I know this sounds incredible coming from me, but even Christ said what he wished to say, and he was not against, he was not for censorship in any way. Yeah. And then a study of his life depicts this and illustrates this. I feel that once... Well, you know, I, I see this intolerance going on again all over the country. We have a re reawakening of it now up in Jacksonville. They're giving uh, a station up there, WAPE, an absolutely horrible time. And again, that move is led by the religionists, uh, the church, all having a nervous breakdown because they don't like what the morning guy is saying, and they find this in poor taste. Who the hell ever gave the church the right to be censors for all of society? If people want to listen to something, if people want to watch it, they'll do it and let the church go mind its own damn business. Well, uh, of course, there are many uh, prominent Episcopal ministers who would agree with you because there are some of us who are not fundamentalists. Yeah. Uh, I did hear last night from someone that a minister in a uh, fundamentalist church did get up and say that they should comment on the records you're playing or the tapes you're playing on your show. So your station must be aware that this is a small group, a small group of what, as you term it, religionists, who are fundamentalists. Most Christian religions uh, of the older t uh, uh, variety, if that could, could be stated such as, as religions, will tend to allow the society to act as they act and will try not to impose their will. The fundamentalists, however, are a new breed of cats. And well, let's, let's not only pick on fundamentalist Christians who generally tend to be other than Catholics, because the Catholic Church is not new at this. The Catholic Church has been doing this for centuries, and it's interesting to note the hypocrisy. Now, there was this, I don't want to convict anybody on the air because the man hasn't been tried yet, but there is this make-believe mail-order priest who has now been charged with a whole spate of crimes against youngsters. And I noticed on his office wall on the news the other night, there were letters of commendation to this man from all kinds of officials and also one 
from Archbishop McCarthy at the Archdiocese in Miami, commending him on his wonderful work with children. And he was evidently working with children, all right, in more ways than one. And this kind of stuff goes on among the religionists like crazy. And I could sit here and read from Ann Gaylor's magazine out of Madison, Wisconsin, Free Thought Magazine. Every week I could take a half hour on the show, which I did do one week, take a few minutes, story after story after story from around the country from these so-called religionist priests and rabbis and ministers, whatever the hell they are, who are abusing children, who are molesting children, who are sleeping with people's wives, who are committing every kind of crime that's ever been invented. And here they have the unmitigated gall to turn around and tell us that they're going to censor what's on the air for the good of the public. Who the hell are they kidding? And those priests, God pity them, that are getting AIDS, so many of them. They're not getting it because of some act of condemnation who are busy hiding in the world's largest closet. You know, it's bad enough to be a hypocrite, and it's bad enough to be a coward, but to be part, to be part of an organization that speaks out against your very own existence and to, and to stand up in public and to be so hypocritical as to, as to puppet the same crap and to mouth it and be their marionette. Right? You've got to have no self-respect at all, which is probably why there's such a high alcoholism rate among the priesthood. No self-respect at all. To live one life and to live one big lie and then to get up in church every Sunday and to mouth the lie for somebody else's benefit. And what the hell does any of this have to do with salvation and with God and with love and with brother? What does any of this have to do with it? And the answer is nothing, because it's the big business that counts. And they're no different from Jim Baker and, uh, and, and all of these fakers. They're all the same. It's just a matter of degree. Who's the slickest salesman? Who's got the biggest organization? Who's got more billions of dollars in the bank? That's what it's all about. You don't even hear them talking about religion anymore. It's just a question of who slept with whom and who's going to keep the uh, people. TL solve it, and are they going to go bankrupt? Nobody even talks about religion anymore, as if there was any in the first place. That was just a sham for the business. It's just a cover for these big business operations who are bilking all of us. And to think that this archaic clown is going to come here and is going to bilk the taxpayers all these millions of dollars, is a, it's a sin. So let's go to Biscayne Gardens. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes. Uh, of course, as one of the listeners of you, I called St. Uh, Elizabeth, and they're saying that they don't know anything about the letter, so this must have been done by this brother and just a few people. Well, it's on their letterhead, so if they don't know anything about it, and they don't know anything about Brother Donald P. McIntyre, then uh, they better find out who he is, because he's sending these letters out on their letterhead. I think it was probably a coffee clutch they got together, and a couple of radical Catholics got into that. Number two, I called them... I called the voice, and isn't it funny how all of a sudden the phone was answered by a lady who can barely speak English with a Spanish accent? No, that's not surprising. <laughs> and then went right into speaking with a... And the writer told me that uh, he listened to me for a moment, and he, and he listened to my point. And then he went on to say that uh, he had to go, and I could not resist. And I know what you said, don't be rude on the phone. But I couldn't resist saying something to the fact that after writing things like that, I bet you have to go a lot of times. <laughs> Neil Rogers training. Yeah. And also Potty training. And also, three, wasn't it the Catholic Church that uh, exited a lot of the Nazis out of uh, Rome to Argentina? 
Sure. The Catholic Church uh, not only... Well, the Catholic Church you know, had no problem with the Nazis. You know, I'll say it again. The, the Nazis were all Catholics on their belt buckles. All the SS uh, soldiers in German, it said, God is with us. And they were all Catholics. <laughs> and the church never excommunicated any of them, not a one of them. Yeah. I'm just wondering why the uh, people, or the Catholic people, if they're so intent on seeing the Pope, why five dollars and pay for the security themselves i mean that's what a movie costs exactly man for an organ they see they're just not as good as uh, some of the others like billy uh, graham at fundraising you know if, if they were as good as some of these other fakers they would have the money with no problem but they want call the don't you understand they take i'm sure they take great delight in making all the rest of us help to subsidize this don't you understand that yeah, that gives know, them more I, power i really i really don't see anybody really in the government speaking out and speaking up for people like myself that do not want tax dollars spent yeah. for that. Well, there are a variety of uh, organizations, some atheist organizations and some uh, other uh, uh, preserved constitutional rights type organizations that are, you know, suing uh, to prevent all this money from being spent. But don't hold your breath. You know, that's the way it usually works. Because when the church speaks, when they raise their little finger, you know where they can put it. Okay, we're out of time for this. Control. What are they going to have? Thousands of people who want to go and see the Pope. It's like thousands of people like to listen to your show. They have the right to do that. Yeah, they have the right to do it, but it doesn't cost them a penny. Well, what are they going to do with the crowds? Just let them be out there without... No, not let them do anything. Let the Catholic Church uh, take care of it. You know, let them uh, provide. They're a multi-billion dollar corporation. And since we live in a secular society, those of us who are not parts of the Catholic Church and don't recognize the Pope as anything other than another silly man, uh, we don't want to subsidize it. You don't have to call him a silly man. He is a silly man. He's a, he's a dangerous silly man. Not a dangerous silly man at all. Oh, yes, he is. He's the greatest. He is the greatest destructive force on the face of the earth today. There are more people suffering and starving because of the archaic dogma that he preaches than because of any other reason in the world today. The Pope's message is one of peace. No, it's not. The Pope's message is one of repression, hatred, and, and stupidity, and overpopulation, and disease, and desperation. That's the Pope's message. That's your opinion. No, it's not. It, it's a fact. It's not a debatable point. It's a fact. It's plain and simple. When the Pope tells people not to use birth control, he's giving a lot of people a death sentence. You know that. But see, you're a very bright and witty man, and you can contort this and, and... You're not responding to what I just said. Whether I'm bright or witty has nothing to do with it. You, and that it's your opinion. You can still be a moron and see that what the Pope is preaching is causing tremendous suffering in the world today. And when the Pope goes around the world discouraging Planned Parenthood and birth control, the Pope is also c causing forced starvation and suffering. You look right in Latin America. We're suffering in this country from what's happening in Latin America today because the Pope makes those people into rabbits instead of thinking human beings. And you, you hold the Pope responsible for that. That's the message that he's preaching. No birth control of any kind other than, well, that good old rhythm, which we know how well that works. I know how well that works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I see you're laughing at it like it's a joke. I don't think Oh, I, I'm funny. not saying that. I'm I, not, fi I find, I, it, hey, I laugh, I find I, it deplorable. I find it horrendous that this man continues to preach uh, a kind of, of lifestyle that forces people to suffer. What about the lifestyle that you preach about? What lifestyle do I preach? I preach live and let live. Is there something wrong with that? Well, in a sense, there is. Oh, boy. Let me just say, let me have my say. I'm listening to you. I'm concerned. What are you concerned about? What are, what are you concerned about in this world? What would you like to see 
as Neil Rogers' contribution to society, to the world. I'm not, I'm not going to change the world, okay? If I can make a few people laugh, entertain a few people, let them have a good time, that's my contribution. I'm not here to save the world because I'm not naive. So nobody, no one person can save the world. And nobody's trying to save the world. And like you say, let's all make the best of it while we're here. But Well, what's that got to do with the Pope? Well, I, you're attacking the Pope, and I... And you're not responding to anything that I'm saying. You keep asking me what I want to do. What has that got to do with the Pope? The Pope is a very powerful individual with billions of dollars behind them at the head of a tremendously influential corporation. Why doesn't he do something positive? Why doesn't he make people think? Why doesn't he help people educate people instead of keeping them in the dark ages, instead of con constantly condemning people? I believe that the Pope is... His message is one of peace and love. I think that he believes... That, or at least I think this, I'm not positive, but what the message I get from the Pope is that he wants us on this planet to help one another. Oh, yeah, a love. That's why he wouldn't let Cardinal O'Connor go to uh, Jerusalem, that he had to go to Tel Aviv because the Pope is so political, you know, he's afraid of offending the Christians and Muslims, you know, in Jerusalem. So, uh, you know, that's as far as um, the Cardinal could go. You said something go. earlier. I don't know about the, the person you just spoke about. And that's also why the Pope refuses to recognize Israel, which also is conducive to love and peace and understanding. Well, you were saying earlier about the criticism uh, his visit with Waldheim. Yeah. Okay. The Pope even went to see in went into prison to see the man that that shot him. So what about it? So that, in other words, wait, wait a minute. The Pope can forgive somebody who committed an act against him, but the Pope is not in a position to forgive somebody who was responsible for killing hundreds of thousands of people. He's not in a position to dispense that kind of forgiveness. Jesus Christ. Forget about Jesus Christ. The Pope is just another guy with silly pants and a, and a dress on. He's not Jesus Christ. He's a, he's a guy. To you, he is. No, he is, period. It's, it's, Ma'am, it's not a subjective kind of a thing. The Pope is a human being. He's flesh and blood. Right. And, and before all of a sudden they put, you know, the, the new schmata on his head, he was just another cardinal, just like all the other ones, you know, just like Stan Musial. Let me ask you something. Why do you think all these thousands of people are going to flock over there to see him? Do you think the Catholic priest... For the same reason as if Ollie North Ollie... came marching in Miami, thousands of people would flock to see him, because people are groupies, that's all. People have been have been brainwashed. Well, I think you're a little bit more guilty of brainwashing than any... Not in the least, but you don't want to respond okay. to any... You don't want to respond to anything that I bring up, you know, whether it's Yasser Arafat or, I... or Pinochet or whether it's uh, Kurt Waldheim or any of the worst terrorists on the face of the globe. The Pope never met a right-wing fascist that he didn't like. How, how come that is? I, I believe that the Pope would go and see anybody. Yeah, okay, ma'am. I believe that, too. Maybe he can give communion to Chuck Manson and Ted Bundy while he's here. He's going to be in Florida. He might as well go see Ted. And forgive him for all the sins. 24 past new pigs. As a matter of fact, he was in 1984. He went to one of the South American countries. And uh, they were building in Venezuela some uh, mobile or mobile health care units that uh, were costing about $250,000 a piece. They used to put them in rural areas where they treat minor injuries and, you know, small bone, break bones and stuff like that. As I said, every unit was for about $250,000. They could have those things there in places where you don't have clinics, you don't have hospitals. Well, one of the people who, from the news media, did something very similar to what you guys just did over there. Took a very, you know, kind of objective a ballpark figure of what it cost to bring the Pope to Venezuela. 
for three days he stayed there and he came up with the conclusion that we could have had 20 of those units yeah. built and sure. sold but uh, instead we had the Pope down there yeah right and that's very sad it is pathetic what can I tell you uh, on the other hand to a lot of the people who call uh, on your show or listen to your show probably it will be very difficult to believe that when you call and wait your turn to talk all they ask you is what city are you calling from right you, they, his guy doesn't have any idea if you're going to be if you're going to be agreeing with you or disagreeing with whatever you say. That's right. We don't, I don't believe in screening calls, and I don't believe in that contrived crap that they do on some shows where they try to egg the uh, caller in. Oh, it's a lot more exciting if you disagree, you know, that kind of crap. We don't put on a stage show here for the audience. We just let people call in, whatever they say, you know, as long as it's uh, interesting. That's fine with me. And I would like to know how come during the morning, at least, the, the, you know, on and off, I've been listening to your show. How come I've heard so few people disagree with what you're saying? I mean, what is this? Is it the silent majority isn't saying anything? Well, I think the majority does disagree with what's going on here, and I don't think the majority of people are happy about having to pay for a, uh, you know, for symbolism because that's all this trip is. You know, it, it, it's amazing to me the Catholic Church is so big on symbols, and they brainwashed so many of their membership into being big on symbols. So, you know, the fact that people are starving to death or sleeping on sidewalks or freezing to death or, you know, we have all of the hunger in third-world countries, that doesn't get nearly as much excitement as when, you know, there's a symbolic thing going on, like the Pope is going to, uh, you know, run around with his schmatas on in Miami or L.A. or wherever the hell it's going to be. Then people get all excited because they've been brainwashed and they've already been trained to uh, to worship symbols and symbolic things. I don't think the amount of people that go to see that has got anything to do with it. You know, I went to the University of Michigan, that stadium, the football stadium, they can hold over 100,000 people. And every week we had a football game. It was packed right. full. I mean, right. oh, and, and nobody was being holy or, or, or anything like that. Yeah. On the other hand, I, I really want to congratulate you guys. And please don't give up. I mean, you and Stan have to stay there, okay? It makes people like me feel much better when we hear somebody's airing the, all those, you know, at least... I will not say, I don't know, if, I hope you were right, but uh, at least we have a way of saying what we feel about the whole thing. Okay. Is Stan still there? No, he's wandering around with Michael Talbot somewhere. I'd like to know who was that sexy voice he had on the show yesterday around 5 o'clock. He'll tell you, he's got the pictures. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. That's all he wanted, I'm telling you, was those pictures. Now he's got them, and uh, that'll be the last you'll hear of her.